Hi, I'm Britt. And my name is Alyssa. And this is Skeletales. And this is the podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? Alyssa, how could you tell that the vampire was sick? Did he get a bloody nose? Her coffin. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, okay. Why don't ants get sick? I don't know, Brett. Because they have little antibodies. Oh, okay. That's adorable. All right. All right. Listeners, I want to hear from you. <laughs> what? Mine aren't good enough for you? Well, we had the, the dead grandmas could get a little like out of the box and got a little rambling and hard to uh, edit down. So we're like, maybe we should start with jokes. I'm really rethinking this decision. No, you won't rethink it after this next okay. joke. <laughs> All right. Hit me. Why did the farmer decide to change careers to music? I don't know. Because he had a ton of sick beats. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> okay, that one is kind of cute. He's got little dead, like, shriveled beats in his his, uh, his, yeah. his yard, his garden. What the fuck did this farmer yeah. have? A field? Oh, my God. Those aren't even spooky. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, but I'm sick. And they go along oh, with the theme of my sick. sickness. Okay. And you've, you've been sick this week, too. I've been sick, too. too. You so can tell in the what? last recording. Yeah, we are just like, we're winning at life and winning at sickness. And so i that's the theme I went with my jokes today. Okay. I appreciate it. Love it. Uh, they were hilarious. Thank you for Thank that, you. Britt. I think I'm, you've healed me. No longer sick. The power of humor. It's those little antibodies. Hey, Britt. Do we just tell bad jokes about being sick? I mean, great jokes about being sick, hilarious jokes about being sick on this podcast? Only the most hilarious, but we also tell true tales of the strange, unusual, and paranormal. Bum, bum, bum. What, what do you have uh, stories for today? What are we talking about? Brett, we're going to talk about some haunted objects. <gasps> Hell yeah. So stoked. And as a thrift shopper, Brett, you are mm -hmm. known to do hit up a thrift like no other. Um, you should be scared. Be I am glad we're scared. talking about this. Our merch shop is littered with haunted objects. If you've not visited the Skeletals merch shop, we've got haunted dolls, haunted owls. Um, I'm about to post a haunted jewelry box. <gasps> Get freaking ready. Skeletalspodcast.etsy. But enough plugging onto storytelling. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I will <clears throat> let you go first, Britt. Perfect. I'm going to tell you not so much a haunted object, but more of a cursed object. <gasps> okay. This is the story of the curse of the stolen amethyst. <gasps> And I got this information. I will be reading it from atlasobscura.com. Ever since it was stolen out of India during the rebellion of 1857, this amethyst has brought its owners nothing but despair and devastation. Known as the cursed amethyst, the stone now resides in the vault of the Natural History Museum in London, along such other 
precious stones as the Martian meteorite. Its owner had it locked away within seven different boxes in a bank safe, where it was not to be removed until three years after his death. A Bengal cavalry man named Colonel W. Ferris is said to have brought the amethyst to England after it was stolen out of the Temple of Indian in Kempur. Yet the beautiful violet stone, sinister nature, was soon manifested when he lost just about everything he owned and his health deteriorated. The same misery happened to his son who inherited the stone, so he gave it to a friend who subsequently committed suicide. In an unsettling twist, that friend had willed the stone back to the son who found the amethyst returned to him now with a body count to its legend. In 1890, Edward Heron Allen received the stone. I'm guessing this is the son of the original colonel. Heron Allen was an ambitious man with an insatiable quest for knowledge, having written books on violin making, palmistry, and translations of Arabic literature. Yet he soon found himself rattled by a series of disasters. Perhaps not making the connection to his recent acquisition, he gave the stone to a friend who was a singer who suddenly found that, quote, her voice was dead and gone, <gasps> and she never sang again. Desperate to be rid of the thing, Heron Allen tossed it into the Regent's Canal, Yet three months later, after having been rescued from the depths by a dredger, a dealer gave it back to him. <gasps> he could not get rid of it. Heron Allen declared the amethyst, quote, accursed and is stained with blood. And he had it secreted away in his bank vault with seven locked boxes. Three years after his death in 1943, as he'd instructed, his daughter unlocked the amethyst and gave it to the museum. It was accompanied by a letter that cautioned against the lilac stone's history of evil, reportedly reading, Whoever shall then open it shall first read out this warning, and then do as he pleases with the jewel. My advice to him or her is to cast it into the sea. The amethyst went on display in the Natural History Museum in 2007, set within a ring of silver with two scarab beetle beads decorating one end. Yet some believe the curse has yet to fade. A curator, Richard Savin, states in uh, this video from the History Channel that while he was transporting the amethyst to a symposium of the Heron Allen Society, he says, We drove through the most amazing storm we'd ever witnessed. Lightning was flashing on both sides of the car, and my wife was shouting at me, Throw that damn jewel away! You shouldn't have brought it! Anytime he attempts to attend a subsequent meeting, he's gotten violently ill. Of course, he notes, it all could be just a coincidence. So it's still cursing people to this day, this stolen amethyst necklace. Okay. I looked it up as you were telling it. It's really mm -hmm. pretty. It is. It's quite lovely. Does it have a estimated value on it? Is it valuable? Like amethyst is kind of a common crystal, like stone. So is it, why is this one so valuable? Just because it's cursed, has that now made it more valuable? 
I actually don't think it is an amethyst. I think it's a, a deli purple sapphire. So it's not actually an amethyst, but because amethyst is a popular purple stone, that's kind of what they've called it, but it is actually a purple sapphire. Oh, okay. Um, which I imagine might make it more valuable. I did not look at the uh I did not look at the value. It sounds like even if someone cast it into the sea to be rid of it, it would come right back to them. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like the you boomerang. would think if you threw that into like a huge ass river, there's no way it would come back to you. Yet it did. Well, and then why would that broker be so honest? Why would he be like, this is your, oh, I think you accidentally maybe threw they your... already knew about the curse. Yes. And, and he was, and maybe some shit happened to that broker who was like, fuck this back to you. So the original person stole it. Well, what's interesting is they didn't ne- necessarily st- say that he stole it. It just said that it ended up in his possession. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> um, but he was a Bengal cavalry man, Colonel okay. Ferris. So let's just say he stole it. Okay. He stole it. Has the Natural History Museum had any like devastating things occur well, since it's been on display there? So the curator, Richard Savine, whenever he takes it out of the museum and takes it to these events, something terrible that happens happens. to him there was that insane lightning storm that happened there was um he he came suddenly violently ill anytime he was to take it to the event he became violently ill um it seems that whoever is in like ownership of it or is who is like in charge of it or holding it that is when they become cursed i wonder if it likes to be on display and as soon as you like try to like kind of like put it somewhere dark and not letting it shine and yeah in all its glory and beauty it's like fuck this where are you taking me no 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 like put me back and i love all everyone looking at me that is interesting i don't know much about sapphires and what their powers are supposed to bestow or what they're a lot of crystals are you know yeah they have, have energy they have meanings um what's interesting is i came across a uh cursed diamond and it's almost it's a very similar story different temple from india but the eye was taken from one of the the statues the god statues Ooh. and um oh yeah cursed i mean that shit. i just don't think that's good juju when you're stealing it perhaps if you're given it no uh, I think in general, taking anything from a temple is just yeah bad. And you're just eye asking of a God. for it. It was it the yeah. Hope Diamond you're talking about. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I didn't write too. that one down because I was already telling a jewel story. Okay, okay. but yeah, I, that's good. I like that. I like it a lot. I well, I hate Thanks. it, but I like I it. Do love it. It's I very love pretty. Cursed. Yeah, that you can't get rid of. That's like, it just keeps coming back to you. Yeah. Why didn't the guy just get buried with it? He was probably like... Fuck no. Like, like, you know something would happen. He'd be like, my body will get washed up or like something terrible will happen. Grave diggers. I think he just wanted nothing to do with it. So he put it locked, locked, locked far away. And he even said in his will, do not open this until, was it three or four years after my death? Like he was wanted that far apart. Like do not even come into contact until I am well 
decomposed. Great story. I love it. I love shiny, sparkly things. And like, (laughs) are we ready for my story? I am so ready. Okay, this one is from Bonnie. And Bonnie says, my workplace keeps getting haunted objects. And for whatever reason, on more than one occasion, the entity has attached itself to me and hitched a ride home. I work in a charity shop, so many of the items we get donated are old, not wanted, or from the deceased. I never really considered entities attaching themselves to objects until I started working there. I've had various other experiences with the paranormal growing up, and for whatever reason, the supernatural has always taken an interest in me. The first entity that followed me home from work was malicious. It took residence in my room, and at first, there was a cold spot by my wardrobe, but I never really thought anything of it. It's an 18th century cottage, and when we first moved in, things would move around randomly, disappear and reappear, and in the middle of the room, you could hear the shuffling of slippered feet and the clinking of non-existent glasses as if they were being dusted. All in all, nothing scary, just an occupant who alerted us to when my missing cat returned. That was an open-ended statement. (laughs) Did not finish that story. Okay. Okay. I still didn't take (laughs) any notice, just attributing the noises to the house. Then I began randomly waking up terrified at night and sitting bolt upright for no reason. On a couple of occasions, I noticed some smoke or a shadow darting from in front of my window to behind the wardrobe. One night, the entity manifested itself as a little girl floating in a flowery dress in front of the window, but it cast a shadow and that shadow had horns. I knew that was a bad sign. I proceeded to try and get obsidian rocks to drive it away to no avail. I was too scared to tell it to leave, and I believe the other entity was also trying to expel it as the other activity in the house increased. In the end, I got a medium in to clear the house, which unfortunately also sent the other entity away. They lost their little slippered clinker. Okay. (laughs) Fast forward a few months and my mom fell in love with a dark ebony wood gothic cabinet that came in from a house clearance from someone recently deceased. We got it home, no issues, but within a week or so, I started catching glimpses of a black cat's tail. It was long and slender compared to the bushy tail of my cat. My cat, for his part, didn't seem bothered, but could see something was there and would look at one spot every so often. The sightings of the cat became more and more frequent, and my cat, unfortunately, became ill and had to be put to sleep. The day I buried him, I saw the tail one last time and have never seen or heard from either again, so I assumed they moved on. The final entity I have that I know of is active enough to make its presence known at work, knocks from rooms that are empty, footsteps when nobody is upstairs, and sounding like things are being knocked over. But when you go to check, nothing is out of place. I'm not as sensitive as I was as a child, so I have not seen the apparition, but I know it's there. I don't feel threatened by it and am not sure why again it attached to me and followed me from work. All of these experiences are true, and I have more tales from childhood and growing up that I can recount. Quick question. Do you know on those first, the shuffly feet person, the clinky glasses, 
had she brought the objects home or she brought them to work and the spirits attached to her and she went home? Did she explain that? The shuffly feet one, I think she lived in a house with an existing spirit. So that's who that was. That she moved into this 18th century cottage. She's already sensitive to spirits, but just sounds like the little old lady who lived there beforehand never left, essentially, or whatever. But then the cabinet got brought home. So the first one, the little girl with the devil horns, she doesn't specify what object that came from. She's not sure, I think, maybe it, but they, because since they're bringing in new stuff all the time, something attached herself. It, it to herself, she started seeing that at home. So then she had someone come in and clear the house of spirits. And her old and little her old lady who lived there too, who was um, you know, neutral spirit, got cleared out with the evil one. Okay. Then gotcha. the wardrobe she brought home, that one had this black cat. I I like to think that the little black cat is like her cat sort of like spirit guy. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, her cat is, you know, died and they're like, okay, let's go off together to like cat heaven. Yes, I guess. That's what I <laughs> was thinking. Because the black cat never like hung around after that. No, and this... The black cat, or the black cat was just there to play with her cat. Yeah, and they saw it more and more until the cat yeah. died. Unless the cat was like a year and a half and then oh, sus. true. Doesn't really yeah. get into how old the cat was. <laughs> sus. Oh, The one other thing was the obsidian rocks. I did not know obsidian was something that could protect you from evil spirits. We're coming back to the meaning of stones here. I found a big hunk of obsidian on the beach once. um, And I'm wondering if that like came to me for a reason. You still have it? I think I do. It broke and I'm not sure. Uh What does that mean? Ah! Bad omens. I didn't know. I'm going to have to go find it and hug it and kiss it. And, and make Go it feel recharge better. That yes. shit in the window or something. I know. Okay, <laughs> learning stuff every day on the Skeletales. All right. Yes, do you have are. another story, Britt? I do. Okay. This one comes from Drovi. They say, when I was a kid, younger than twelve, my mom took me to visit her old friends at their apartment. It was decorated in an odd fashion. Tapestries hung all over the place with old antique furniture and knickknacks lining the walls. We didn't visit there long at all. On our way out the door, my mom pointed out a statue that had been in the living room. It had a beard and eyes that looked straight ahead and a walking stick that connected to the base of the statue. It was about half my height, hand-carved solid dark wood, and was sort of tribal looking. I remember thinking, ugh, I really hope they don't offer to let her have that thing. It's scary. And they gave it to her. (laughs) (laughs) I felt uncomfortable sharing the car ride back home with the statue. My mom was raving about how cool it was all the way home. I couldn't have been less happy. After we made it back, she placed it down next to the fridge in the kitchen, right outside the entryway. That sucked, because our kitchen was the center of the house. Anywhere you wanted to go, you usually had to walk through the kitchen. So I told my mom how much I hated the statue and how I really hated the idea of it being there in particular. My mom told me I was being silly, so it stayed there. 
I didn't get a wink of sleep that night. I couldn't stop thinking about the statue being on the other end of the house and how it terrified me. It made me feel unsafe. I don't know what I found to be so threatening about it, but the next day my grandmother agreed with my feelings. She told my mom that the statue made her feel uneasy and that it had a negative energy. My mom shook it off because my grandmother was the book-burning type of religious. My mom told her that she was overreacting and that she wasn't getting rid of the statue. I felt constant anxiety. I would often refuse to leave my bedroom in the morning after having violent nightmares involving the statue. It was always something along the lines of the statue becoming animate and stabbing me to death (gasps) with its walking stick. When I walked through the kitchen, I would literally push my back against the wall and edge around the room to avoid getting near the damn statue. In time, even my mom's friend agreed that it was kind of weird to, it kind of weirded them out too. I hated it. And despite how much it scared people, my mom still wouldn't get rid of it, though she agreed to move it to the living room in a more secluded space. One night, I was sitting in the dining room doing my homework, and my mom was in the living room with her friend. I heard whispering that was akin to what you'd hear in a horror movie. I'm guessing that's horror movie whispers. (laughs) Cryptic, overlapping, incoherent whispers. I immediately knew the voices didn't belong to my mom or her friend, so I went into the living room to ask them if they heard anything, and before I could speak, the look on their faces told me everything. My mom told me to come closer to her and said, We heard them too. (gasps) We all agreed that the sound was unmistakably close to us and that it was as clear as day. The source of the sound had come from... You guessed it, the same spot that the statue had been moved to. We all just sort of stared at the statue for a minute blankly, and I don't remember what else was said after that, but my mom still didn't get rid of the statue. (laughs) The nightmares continued. My anxiety grew worse and worse. Bad things continually happened in the house. My mom got pregnant sometime around then and had to be hospitalized, so I went to live with my grandma for a bit. I told her all about how my mom never got rid of the statue, and I never felt safe since. I told her about the nights I felt someone looming over me, and the times I locked myself in the bathroom because I heard noises coming from the statue. After my mom delivered my baby brother, we moved back home, and the statue was no longer there. My grandmother explained to me that she had burnt the statue, (gasps) (laughs) and she didn't care how my mom felt about it, because I didn't deserve to live in fear over a stupid piece of wood. (laughs) Oh, grandma. Grandma took care of that. It sounds like (laughs) mom just kept on it because grandma hated it. It didn't like that sort of she's like, I I know it's talking. I know, but grandma hates it, so I'm kidding. Like I just love it's like she has to you know, the mom's gone. It sounds like a few weeks she was gone out of the house and the grandma's like, My time has come. Burning that shit. I know. But like I feel like the statue could literally walking around stabbing people, but the mom's like keeping it. I'm keeping it. I don't care. Grandma hates it, so it's worth it. Exaggerating. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness yeah 
I'm not a fan of any sort of doll type anything for the most part. Oh, wait, I have a doll of me. Maybe I made myself a voodoo doll. It's out of Legos. Does that count? I just realized I have like a little Lego Alyssa. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. And it even has headphones and a microphone. Oh it has a guitar, gosh. which I have not played because my nails are too long, but fraud. That is adorable. You made that? Well, I mean, it was, it, yes, it was a make your own little kit thing. It looks like me. It really does. You're wearing your black sweater. You got your headphones. I love it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, But now did I make myself a Ouija? And it was just over. Maybe that's why I'm dizzy. Because it was knocked over. It's on its side. Oh, you're going to feel a lot better I'm now. I'm going to feel yeah. a lot better. So I have one more story for you. I curated this story during my search for haunted objects. The question that was posed was, what's the story behind the most haunted object you've ever encountered? And someone says... A Ouija board. Fuck that thing. Never again will I mess with one. My girlfriend at the time brought it in from somewhere. I'm not sure where. We were young, right out of high school. We lived in a small, shitty basement apartment. It was late in the evening when we decided to give it a go. Used it a bit. No big deal. Standard yes, no questions and answers. After a while, the answers started taking a dark turn. Whatever. Girlfriend is just moving the piece. Funny joke. Then the answers went from dark to downright bad. Threats, profanity, (gasps) and that sort of thing. Girlfriend is still moving the piece and acting all freaked out. Joke gone too far. I know it's not me moving it. It must be her. The joke is not funny anymore. We stop playing and I pack it up in its box. I place the box on a table. She sits across the room on a sofa. I go to the bathroom. I hear a noise. Something fall on the floor. Girlfriend (gasps) screams and cries. I return. The box is on the floor face up. No way it could have fallen. Girlfriend says she was sitting the whole time. She is freaked out and panicking. I think my girlfriend has put the box on the floor. The joke is not funny and it's getting old. I'm annoyed by the joke. It's gone much too far and the fact that I'm not going to get laid because of it. I pick (laughs) up the box and put it back on the table. We stay up a bit longer and then head off to bed. The girlfriend is still acting freaked out. I move the damn box to a high shelf. The box fits nicely, does not hang over. The shelf is stable and level. And I put a small box of rolled quarters on top and push it in the back to weigh it down. Just to be sure. We go to bed. Girlfriend I, girlfriend and I are all alone in the bed together. Lights out. She settles down. The joke is finally over. Suddenly, the box falls on the damn floor. We are both in bed. I get up. The box is face up, perfectly placed like it was on the shelf. The box of quarters was still on the shelf right where I left it. I took the damn box out to the car and locked it in the trunk under the spare tire. The next morning, the car wouldn't start. No. Dead battery. I jump-started it, and it ran fine afterwards. No reason for the battery to to die. It didn't need replaced. No lights left on. It was just dead. And then my girlfriend returned it to wherever it came from after that. The room was fine after that as well. No lingering problems. The house has since been torn down. But years later, there was a small fire in the upstairs caused by old wiring. The house was abandoned by the owner who tore it down later after it was neglected to the point that part of the roof came caved in. Once it was gone, it was over. No bad luck. No karma. No bad vibes at all. 
I don't know. It sounds like it was bad karma for that house. <laughs> like everything. He's like, no, nothing, nothing bad happened at the house. Otherwise, I mean, there Except was a fire in the, in the fire, attic and the roof and then, caved you know, in. It got destroyed. The owner just abandoned it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn renters. <laughs> That's what happened. So, oh, so I have a theory. Okay. They did not say goodbye. Oh, you're right. They were, they were doing it. It, they, clearly connected to something malicious and they did not say goodbye they said fuck this boop put it away but did not say goodbye they left that portal open (gasps) and they talked to a ghost that just couldn't take a hint he's like hey guys so you still want to hang out hey hey Hey, like, I'm curious what oh, kind we're of tired. We need to go to bed. Yeah. Like not taking those social cues. Um, <laughs> He's like kept trying to remind them. Please, just, all you have to do is say goodbye, and I will go away. They didn't do it. Now some other poor sap is having to deal with that haunted uh, Ouija board. Girl- A lot of these stories are like, <laughs> I got rid of that. I donated that. It's like. I have seen a handful of Ouija boards at thrift stores in my searching for items. And I say, no, thank you. You can stay there. (laughs) I will say I did buy a Ouija board from a thrift store, but it was sealed in the originally packaging. It was sealed. So So nobody unless someone do you think they have someone at the factory who has to test them all like they're like the Ouija board factory? (laughs) Hello, ghost. Hello. And they're like, Oh, this one works. Quality control. (laughs) Absolutely. 100% that I and I want maybe that job. (laughs) They're like the most cursed person ever, though. (laughs) God, I know. (laughs) Uh, Surely they know the tips. There's just sage constantly like blowing in the room. Or they have a ghost on staff, a spirit (laughs) that like they know it's a good spirit. The Mattel that ghost. has to show up. Yes, the Mattel. <laughs> it's Mr. <laughs> Mattel himself. He started Mattel toys. Well, that's all I got for haunted uh, objects today, Brett. I think that's. Um, I think we did good. I feel. I feel excited to go find some cursed objects. Just kidding. I will not. No, be but why does this make me want to go? Why does this make me want to go to the thrift store and like go find some haunted jewelry or something? What's I know I like I love it. And I hate it. Or like I don't want to, but I do want to. You know, I I do have a story I want to tell you and I'm going to tell it to you over on Patreon. Oh, okay. And it is about a cursed painting <gasps> that burns houses down. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that doesn't even make and if sense. Anybody else wants to hear this story? You can go onto our Patreon, Skeletal's podcast at Patreon. I think that's what it is, and become a member and hear the story for yourself. <gasps> that's very exciting. Okay, I want to hear it. I'm so confused already. How does a house burn down but not burn the painting down? Okay, okay, get ready. All right, get ready. Um. Hey, if you have any stories of haunted objects or cursed objects, or maybe things that you saw, but were like knew better, you're like, oh, no, 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 not Mm -hmm. bringing that home. We want to hear about it. Please send your stories into our hotbox at skeletalspodcast at gmail.com, or you can call into our hotline. 302-689-DEAD, 302-689-3323. We are on all of the socials as Skeletales, Skeletales Podcast. Find us over there. Facebook community, Twitter, 
Alyssa's throwing down the hot jokes. Jesus. I don't know if I you, you will hear this bad joke I told at the beginning. You have to go over there to read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go Instagram. read my joke on Twitter and be the one person, please, for the love of God. I do it. not understand Twitter. I don't. It, and apparently oh it's God. not even a joke. It's just something that people are often confused about. It, like, Brit. <laughs> well, now the suspense is killing everybody. You have to go over there now. Exactly. Keep the mystery alive, Alyssa. Yes. Also, go look More at our own haunted objects. Yes. Skeletalspodcast.etsy. Share with a friend, please. Get your friend's story, please. If you have some nice things you want to say about the, our podcast, you enjoy this podcast, please Please write us a review. I don't know if you can re- write reviews on the Google or on our Facebook page. Maybe you can. If you anywhere you can, it takes five minutes. Go totally rate us, review us. We'd be but very it really does help us get on the charts on Apple Podcasts for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, I got a haunted object, and you know how I knew it was haunted. No, how would you? It, it said, haunt y'all later. Haunt you later. Good night. Ah, good night. Bye.